if people don't know about you and know about your skill set and how you can help them, you'll never be able to help them. You could be the best fill in the blank there is in the world, but if no one knows about it, you can't help them. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, formerly known as Improv is No Joke, where it's all about believing that strong communication skills are the best way in delivering your technical accounting knowledge and growing your business. An effective way of building stronger communication skills is by embracing the principles of applied improvisation. Your host is Peter Margarita, CPA, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant, and he will interview financial professionals and business leaders to find their secret in building stronger relationships with their clients, customers, associates, and peers, all the while growing their businesses. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 42, and my guest today is Ken, Mr. Biz, Whitworth. Ken developed his expertise during 20 plus years in leadership positions while rising to the top 3% at a Fortune 15 company. Ken's the author of two best-selling business books, Pathway to Profits, which this book made it to number one, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro that has helped thousands of business owners achieve optimal cash flow. He is regularly quoted as a business expert in the media, including Forbes, American Express, Fast Company Magazine, Business News Daily, and Columbus CEO Magazine, among others. He is the host of a successful radio show, B2B Radio, which focuses on helping business owners. Finally, he has broken, hold on for this, folks, he has broken six world records in the sport of drug-free powerlifting. I was interviewed by Ken on this radio show, B2B Radio, and the episode can be found at www.mrbizsolutions.com slash B2B hyphen radio. We hit it off so well on his show, I asked him to be a guest on my podcast, and we recorded that episode three days later. Ken is a very interesting man who is a true entrepreneur, first and foremost, and a business advisor, which is a very close second. Our conversations cover these two characteristics from a variety of angles. And you can learn more about Ken by going to his website, www.mrbizsolutions.com. Now, during our conversations, after we ended, we both agreed that we would be frequent guests on each other's podcast slash radio show, and I'm looking forward to my next appearance on his. As you know by now, Change Your Mindset is part of the C-Suite Radio family of podcasts. It's an honor and a privilege to be amongst some of the most prevalent business podcasts, such as The Hero Factor with Jeffrey Hazlett, Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken, and Keep Leading with my friend Eddie Turner. You can find Change Your Mindset and many other outstanding business podcasts on C-Suite Radio by going to www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Many of you don't know that I'm a type 1 diabetic, and I do volunteer my time at the Central Ohio Diabetes Association, which is part of Life Care Alliance organization here in Central Ohio. Here's a short commercial about the upcoming Santa Speedo Dash and all the proceeds from the Dash go to help the Central Ohio Diabetes Association Summer Camp for Children with Type 1 and Type 2 Diabetes. If you'd like to register or donate, 
please go to www.lifecarealliance.org slash programs slash CODA slash Santa hyphen Speedo hyphen dash. Hey, Anthony, what's with the bells? Hey, Kathy, I'm putting my outfit together for the Santa Speedo dash. Love the red leggings, too. So you're going to run in the Santa Speedo Dash on Saturday, December 14th to support Camp Yam Week? You betcha. Will you be there? Of course. It's the only day each year I'm allowed to wear a bathing suit to work. Help us give kids with diabetes the experience of a lifetime. Proceeds from the Santa Speedo Dash support Camp Yam Week. Register or donate today at www.santaspeedodash.org. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a high-content and engaging speaker for your next conference? Do you want to deliver a story to stakeholders that will transform data dumping to engaging business conversations? Do you want to feel that the value a speaker provides your audience far exceeds the dollar value on their invoice? Then book Peter for your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Contact Peter at peter at petermargaritas.com and visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com. By the way, one of his Fortune 50 clients actually made the comment about the value he brings to your audience. Now, let's get to the interview with Ken, Mr. Biz Wentworth. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, and if you're in the central Ohio area, you may recognize this, my, my guest voice. He's a celebrity here in, in, in the, the Columbus, Ohio, central Ohio market. But actually, he's becoming a celebrity around the country. And I'm pleased and excited to have on my show, Mr. Biz himself. Ken Wentworth. Ken, thank you so very much for taking time. Trust me, guys, I have a very busy schedule to spend some time with me on my podcast. Absolutely, Peter. I'm glad to be here and I appreciate you asking me to be on. I'm honored. In full transparency, Ken asked me, I, I got on Ken's podcast. Uh, it was actually recorded maybe three days ago. And yeah. we hit it off because we're both accountants. He's a lot better than I am, quite frankly, in accounting. Uh, but we, we just had this great dialogue. I said, I want to have you on my podcast. Absolutely. So I sent him a link to my calendar and I looked up, it was three days later. Here he is. Boom. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm a man of action. I'm a man of action, Peter. You know, get it done. Get it done. So do I call you Ken or Mr. Biz? <laughs> doesn't matter. I, I will tell you though, I go to a lot of networking events. Uh, I, I don't go as many as I used to, but when I go to them, it will often happen that someone will come up to me and say, "Hey, Mr. Biz, um, I need. I'm looking for an attorney that can help me uh, from some intellectual property. I know you know someone. You know who should I go to?" And I'll say, "Oh yeah, sure. Go talk to so and so." And they'll walk away. The person I'm talking to says, "Who was that?" I'm like. I have no idea. And I'm pretty sure they don't even know my name is actually Ken Wentworth. I mean, <laughs> it's becoming more and more that it's like, oh, hey, there's Mr. Biz. So uh, <laughs> it's good and bad. There's a little bit of pressure that comes along with that, right? Right, there is. But but that that's your brand. And that was very recognizable out, out in the marketplace. And, and people see you because of your high visibility and what you do. And we'll talk more about that. But, but so for my audience, give them an idea of... of I would say what your daily job is, but I know it's so diverse. What's your main core business that you do? 
Main core business is I'm a, uh, it, you can say it a bunch of different ways. You can say CFO for hire, part-time CFO, fractional CFO, or the most recent one I heard that I thought was kind of catchy is on-demand CFO. Oh, it's so 2019-ish. It is, it is. I kind of liked it. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I, say, I feel like when I say part-time CFO, it kind of sounds a little generic. Yeah. If I say Fractional CFO, people look at me like fractional fractions. Like, what are you really good with numbers? <laughs> you know. Uh, so I might start using the on demand. But yeah, yeah, so basically, I work with small business, small and medium sized businesses that uh, they may need a CFO. They may need that financial expertise. They're really, really good at what they do, providing services, making the widgets, whatever it might be. They're really good at that. But maybe they need some help on the financial side and or you know the business side of things running their business more profitably more efficiently things like that and that's where I come in and help them on a you know a part-time fractional or on demand basis on demand basis <laughs> and when i say here fractional i think you're like a jet you're like jet right. net, like net jets <laughs> net jets yeah <laughs> yeah something along those those lines so wait you- wait peter that's genius i should call myself the net jets of cfos there you go <laughs> you, you, you might have a little bit of a trademark issue by using that jets, but ah, what the heck? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if, if Warren Buffett and the boys would like that. <laughs> <laughs> so in this world that you that you're in and, and, and talking beforehand, I mean you're just not supplying the the organization just the financial aspect of it from, from the, the on-demand perspective. That's part of the package, but that's not all that you do in, in your role. So explain to the audience what what other services or what what's entailed with with hiring you? Yeah, I look at it as um, I always say I take more of a holistic approach. Um, as I guess the way I would put it is my I look at it as my job. If someone hires me, is to help them help them run their business again more profitably, more efficiently, and that comes in a lot of different forms. So I was very fortunate enough in my corporate career. Let's just call it twenty plus years uh, <laughs> in the corporate world of getting a whole... I mean, my undergrad is in accounting, um, but then I worked in a whole bunch of different areas, all with under the same umbrella of at JP Morgan Chase, you know, Fortune 15 company, very fortunate, had a great time there, did all sorts of different things. So I've got a very diverse background. V- much focus, a lot of the focus is on the, uh, on the financial side, of course. But So when I come in, for example, I had a client... Um, this has been a couple of years back now, but I happened to be in the neighborhood... Thought I'll pop in and see. You know, it was completely unannounced. I popped in, and the owner said, "Oh, it's great to see you." Blah blah blah. You caught me in between interviews, and I said, "Oh, okay." And I said, "What are you interviewing for?" She said, "Oh, well, you know, my COO that I had to fire." I said, "Yeah, okay." And she's like, "I the next one, next guy is coming in for an interview here in you know ten minutes or whatever." And I go, I look at my calendar real quick, and I go, "Um, "Do you mind if I interview the person too?" She kind of looked at me funny. She's like, "Yeah, I guess. Why?" I said, "Well, I'm going to be real honest with you, Brenda." You fired three COOs in the last nine months. I don't think you're a very good picker. <laughs> so, so, so I want to help you because I've interviewed literally hundreds, if not, you know, in the thousand plus people over the years. I think I've, I've got a pretty good skill set with that. I said, let me help you at least give you another opinion uh, of, of, of that person. And hopefully we'll be a better picker this time. Um, and she said, I would have never have thought like a CFO does that. I'm like, well, this one does, you know. <laughs> does yeah uh, so that's just an example of it's not just numbers and everything I look at myself as a strategic partner um, I try to help business owners get their head out of the weeds it's so difficult as a small business owner medium-sized business owner of being in the weeds of, of you know you get you become so tactical because you don't have a chance 
you're putting out fires left and right, you're wearing 12 different hats. It's very difficult to, to take a step back and have that strategic view. I've got a client that literally, I, the only thing I do with them, I meet with them once a month for 90 minutes. And it is nothing but a brainstorming strategic session because that was a weak point for us. We started out doing a lot of other things and we've gotten down to that point. So literally when I go in there, it's a 90 minute call. It's the third Thursday of the month. When I walk in, we, he literally has a basket outside of his office. Cell phones go out there, laptops nice. get closed. There's nothing. There's no interruptions. No, and he and I sit there for 90 minutes, sometimes other, parts, other members of his team, depending. Mm-hmm. And we whiteboard stuff. And that's all we do is talk about strategic things. And he said, I need that. I need someone to hold me accountable for those things. Because again, he gets so focused right. and so in the weeds tactically and you know, fire, putting fires out and all that kind of stuff that he doesn't have a chance to do that. So this kind of forces him. He's, he's accountable. He has to do it. And I make him do it, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's a service that, one, most people think a CFO is doing this. But when I, when I meet CFOs around the country, it, it's like, so how many, of you, how many of you are responsible for IT? My hands go up. How many of you are responsible or HR reports to you? I said, so where'd you learn your HR? Well, it's kind of on demand, on the fly. Uh, but over time, and, and unbeknownst to them, they're developing these these additional skill sets that are very vital to an organization. Where, and like typical public accounting, those skill sets are never developed because there's no need for it. Sure. There's and, and the reason the CFO has, has you know so how many how many contracts have you read in your lifetime that they say could you take a look at this because we want your opinion before we take it to legal counsel. Or do we need to take it to legal counsel? Because that's going to be more expensive. Bingo. I, I literally, it's funny you say that. And I promise listeners, watchers, we did not discuss this ahead of time. I literally just did that about three, earlier this week, a couple days ago. Um, one of my clients, she was, uh, we, we had a meeting. We're talking about things, the owner. And she said, oh, I got to call my, I got to call my attorney to have him take a look at this. And I said, well, and her attorney I won't say how much. I'll just say it's greater than $500 an hour. It's a lot. Wow. And I said, well, what is it? And she said, oh, it's, this, uh, it's a contract, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, let me take a look at it. She hands it. It's four sheets of paper. Yeah. And one of my roles uh, in, my corporate world, in the corporate world was I would review... I was an investment analyst. So I would review offering statements, which is a lot of legalese. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I'm, I am very uh, detail-oriented, very uh, specific to details. Um, and so I, I kind of have a knack for it. And I also learned it with that in that role. Right. So I said, well, let me, let me take a look at it. So I sat down and looked at it. And I read, redlined the heck out of it because there were some things that needed to change to protect us and protect our interest. And she, took, she got it back and she's like, yeah, you probably just saved me like $2,000 by doing that. You know, I'm like, and she, she said the same thing. She's like, I would have never even thought, I'm glad you were here because I would have never even thought to ask you, could you do that? You know? Yeah, I would have said, I saved you $2,000, but I'm going to invoice you for $1,999. <laughs> I'll split the difference. Just, just call it 1000 Well, you know, I, you're still saving 1000 right? Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. So, so you're, you're really out to breaking the stereotype. I think so. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I look at, like I said, I look at it as I want to help however I can. And I'm the first to admit, like if she would have handed me that, I would have looked at it and said, uh, holy crap, this is way, this is way out outside of my league. I can't handle this. Right. Let's go, let's go get legal counsel. Um, so I'm not going to try to do something. I know that I'm, I'm not really confident that I can do it very effectively for my clients, but 
But yeah, I, I, and that's what I love about my job is I don't, I don't have to do the same thing every day. When I first started, I, I um, first started the business, I found another CFO for hire that was based in Missouri. I'm based in Ohio. And I, I found him on LinkedIn and I said, hey, can I get like a half hour of your time just to kind of pick your brain on how you built your business? He'd been in business for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he told me was, pick one industry or one niche and only take clients in that, in that niche or industry. And I said, well, why? He said, well, for example, where I'm at is a lot of manufacturing. I only do manufacturing. He said, Ken, your job is so easy. He's like, I literally have an eight, I have eight steps. When I go into a business, there, I have eight steps I take. I have the same financial package that I use. I have the same KPIs I use for every business. And I said, well, that sounds great, Daryl, but um, I'll never do that. And he said, okay. I said, no offense, but that's not how I roll. Like, I love the variety of things. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that I'm able to do um, because I have that variety is, for example, I implemented... I have a, a client who's a chimney sweep. Okay. I implemented something, an idea that we, we created at a medical practice, and we applied it over to the chimney sweep industry. So much so, listen to this. This is crazy. This guy's based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he's kind of a name in the chimney sweep industry. And you know, you're in the industry, and you kind of get that tunnel vision, right? right. So I bring in this new concept, and it just, it, it's wildly successful. So he starts telling some of his colleagues in other cities and around the country. Next thing you know, I'm on stage at the National Chimney Sweep Association talking about this new innovative thing <laughs> that was from a medical practice. So if I only did chimney sweeps, I probably never would have had that idea, right? So right, uh, right, right. That's another advantage. When he first reached out to me, he said, "Well, you probably don't want to work with me because I'm just a chimney sweep." I said, "Complete opposite. Yeah. I would love to because I've never worked with chimney sweep. As long as you're okay with that." Yeah. He said, "I've worked." with an HVAC company, which I think is very similar. And he said, that's exactly what I modeled my business after. So this is going to be a marriage made in heaven. And it has been. It's been great. But so that's what I love about it. I don't, I don't want cookie cutter. I don't want to, mm. oh, I have 10 things to do, check the box. I, I am not like that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Because you can take, you know, what you did was basically take, if, if you've got a broader perspective on business, and, and that's why you're so successful, because you can bring things from other industries to help your current client, where if you were tunnel vision, it's, right. it's group, now you're in group think, and we all think the, the same way, and we're not going to come up with any new ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of new ideas, let's take the conversation just a, bit, a little bit of a left turn. And um, that's not all you do uh, as a, I was going to say fractional, but that's an on demand CFO. You wait, can, wait, wait. You said you weren't going to talk about this on, during the show. I thought, thought, thought this was the top secret. This top secret. <laughs> exactly. So we're going we're to let the world know about it. my mom and three other people. Uh, <laughs> so we mentioned that I was on your, on your podcast that, that, that you have, and you've got your hands in a lot of different things. Why don't you share with the audience the breadth of what you do outside of the on-demand CFO? <laughs> Yeah, it's taken on a lot of different uh, a lot of different things for me. So um, I've written a couple of best selling books. How to be a cash flow pro? I got to give the plug. How to be a cash flow pro? You can find them on Amazon. Um, and the second book is called Pathway to Profits. Um, they've both been uh, thankfully uh, very successful. And I and by the way, as I mentioned to Peter before we started, I absolutely hate the write. <laughs> I know that's crazy from someone who's written two books and is is in the process of writing a third. It's, it doesn't, but I, I have a trick. I have a trick on how I do that. But anyway, 
Um, so the two books, I have an online course. I do lots of videos, lots of live videos, uh, Facebook lives. Uh, I, I always joke and say I'm like Frankie Facebook Live. I do a lot of Facebook lives covering topics that I get every day from business owners, from people that listen to the radio show, from people who comment on my videos and say, hey, that's great, but what about this? And so I'll do another video and follow up and things like that. I've got the podcast um, that started as a, you know, I had been asked, a friend of a friend worked at a radio station and they said, hey, we need, we need a business expert. And I said, oh, let me see if I can find one. And they're like, no, I mean, I'm talking about you. So I went on this uh, and answered some questions and uh, it, was a, it was a live call-in show and there was a marketing person, there was an attorney and there was me. So depending on which one of the areas, you know, the question fell, we, you know, which either one of us would take it. Yeah. They were mostly just softball questions, pretty easy stuff. Mm. And so after the second time, they're like, you need to have your own show. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short, we, I said, I'll do eight shows and see how I like it. And about four shows in, I was like, this is pretty cool. I, I enjoy it. And yeah. I was reaching people. And that's what I want to reach and help people. I know it sounds cliched, but honestly, that's, I, I love it. I love what I do. I don't work a day. I know that, again, another cliche, mm. but I honestly don't work a day. In my, in my life since I've been doing this, I absolutely love it. It's not like work for me at all. You know, my wife, who's a nurse, will say, "Man, you work all the time." And she's she even mentioned we were having dinner on a Sunday evening, and she said, hey, "You just work so much." And I said, "No, I don't," and because I don't consider some of the things I do work. And she'll say, "She said, add up the last seven days. How many hours did you work?" So I start counting on Monday, and I'm like, "Well, kind of from here to there." And then oh, I took, you know, I was gone for three hours, and I came back and did this, and I get to Tuesday. And the numbers are already escalating pretty quickly. And I'm like, we don't need to do all that. <laughs> I just really like what I do. <laughs> so you, you mentioned something, but you went over it really quickly. And I want you to go back and you said something. You, you have an online course out there. Tell us more about that online course. Yeah, it's uh, so what I did was I figured out uh, um, through a survey, what are the most critical things for success for a small business? And so I have those five topics. It's a five-week course. So every Monday, I release a... It's a 60 to 90-minute professional video done in the studio, not just a Facebook Live, with, you know, with graphics and all kind of cool stuff, all the bells and whistles. But you get a 60 to 90-minute video. Every week is a different topic. So for example, week one is cash flow. So you get a 60 to 90-minute video on cash flow. And then on Thursday, I do a live Zoom session with all of the class participants. And we talk through that week's video. And I answer questions on how specifically to implement the things from that week. So, hey, Ken, you mentioned in the video this week, ABC, I am a salon owner. So how can I implement that in my business? Oh, great question. Here's what I would do if I were you. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So that, you know, in five weeks, five different topics, five different Zoom sessions, um, we go through them. It's been great. Um, it's, again, a way to reach people. I think, you know, for, for the value you get, of course, I think so. It's, it's a good, it's good value. And... Um, it hits on those five really critical topics, I think, that are most important. And some of the topics are things that I think what I've, feedback I've gotten, they know it's important, but they kind of... It's like that, that, that gorilla in the corner or that, that elephant in the corner of the room. It's like, well, I know I probably should have a budget, but I don't even know where to start. Like, it's just a budget. Like, and I always joke and I say, when I say the B word, and I don't mean that B word, I mean budget. Yeah. Um, people like, oh... And I'll tell you just real quick on that. One of my sort of things, I, one of my stances on that is I think that it's, it's a semantics issue in some ways because people th hear the word budget 
And in their head, the word budget is, 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 is construed in the same way or interpreted the same way as the word diet. So if I told you, Peter, you need to go on a diet, you're thinking, I got to eat lettuce and drink water, right? Right. Well, guess what? I'm a former power lifter, and I would be on a diet where I was gaining weight, mm-hmm. right? And I'm eating like crazy. So much yeah. of it, was, it was like a job, and it was terrible, and I hated to eat, and everything tasted the same, and it was crazy. But so it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes a budget is a growth budget and you're making sure, you know, with a lot of my clients, like I have, I have stipulated, I, I think you should spend between two and 8% of your annual revenue on marketing. Most companies don't spend that much. Now I want effective spend. I want a good ROI on the spend, right? but it's important to spend that money and invest it in your business. And so that's part of it is I have, you know, every month when we do a financial review with each of my clients. If they're not spending enough, they get yelled at by me because you're not spending enough on marketing, which is not what you think. You would think the CFO guy is going, oh, well, let's cut this and let's cut that. That's right. not what it always is. Right. It's funny. I was uh, One of my previous employers offered me the job of manager of budgeting, and I immediately said no. <laughs> Just it remind me of Norm Peterson when he would bring in chairs when people had to come to his office. He ended up firing him. It had that same connotation to me because everybody would just come in and say, "Just tell me the number that you want. Quit bugging me. Just yeah. give it to me." And just it's outdated by the time we implement it. And and you know, I've you, it's semantics. I've, I've kind of changed when I have this conversation with folks. It's it's not we're not doing a budget. We're we're setting a plan. We're planning for something. Like we're planning for a vacation. That's a little bit more easy. It's kind of a little bit, a little bit more exciting. And we're going through the budget process, but we're just changing the words just a little bit, just to make it more palatable. Uh, quick, quick, uh, funny story from the corporate world. You were saying, just tell me what you want the number to be, kind of thing. Yeah. Through this process uh, at J.P. Morgan Chase, put together this huge budget deck, uh, huge, like all tons and tons of hours. The guy who was at the time, I guess I can probably say it because no one will know what year it was. So the, the, this person won't be incriminated. He's the, actually the CEO of a rather large company now, but he was the COO of, at J.P. Morgan Chase at the time. We had this budget review. I think the, it was supposed to start at 1 p.m. Everyone's there. We're there like half hour early waiting outside. We get in this big executive conference room, all the fancy stuff, right? Yeah. We're all sitting around and he's late. He's running behind. Fine. They're kind of a, a part of the territory, right? He shows up about 15 minutes late. He, we left us, the head of the table for him, of course. Yeah. He, he doesn't even sit down. Everyone's like, hey, frankly, people start to butt kiss a little bit. Hey, yeah. so how's it going? <laughs> He's like, oh, pretty good. And he walks in to, uh, to, to, to the head of the table where the deck is sitting there. And he takes it and he goes, that feels about 10 million too heavy. Throws it on the table and walks out. <laughs> and everyone... <laughs> Everyone looked at each other and they didn't know whether to laugh or cry. And they're and so they the door, like that was a big, that's like a candid camera moment. He's just joking, right? He's going to come back in and say, ah, oh, guys, I was just messing with you. He never came back in. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. Now, then it was like, what? Yeah, what the, what the heck's going on here? Yeah, it was not funny that day, especially all the work and the night before. You know, being up until three thirty in the morning, preparing right. this, preparing yourself for what? What else is he going to ask about? I got to make sure I know about this and about that, and statistics about this. And yeah, that feels about ten million too heavy. Throws it on the table. You're like, <laughs> what the heck? 
there's the title to the third book. <laughs> it feels about 10 million too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and as we, as we start to wrap up, there's one story you, you have to share with, with, with my audience. And it goes back to the podcast world and, and how you are now blowing up on internet radio. Yeah, it's uh, it's just weird. You know, I have that sort of. I don't know if anyone follows Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, he talks yeah. about putting out content all the time, things like that. And uh, you know, and, uh, or as they say, build it and they will come. It's like I've done all these shows, and there was a guy who followed me on um, LinkedIn. We connected on LinkedIn. I've talked to him a few times. I think he follows me on a couple other social media platforms as well. But and I know he had listened to to the show and things like that. Well, so I didn't know that he owned an internet radio network. So he reaches out to me, basically says, Hey, I'd like to put, I just, one of my new channels is a talk radio channel. And I would love, I need a business show. So I'd love to have your show on. Okay, great. Sure. So he puts one show on and it just takes off. So, uh, I don't know, four or five days later, he, he gets a hold of me and he's like, Hey, the show is doing like crazy good compared to, you know, just starting. We're not running any promos for it. People are just, you know, picking up on it, et cetera. He said, so I want to, I don't want to do a half hour show a day. I want to have two and a half hours a day. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I am not doing two and a half. I enjoy radio, but I'm not doing two and a half hours a day. That's crazy talk. Um, he's like, no, you have enough of an archive. We'll, we'll you know, kind of move it around and, and uh, you know, juggle shows around things like that. And so now the show's on during you know, 4 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern during drive time for the East Coast on this internet radio station. And it's reaching tons of people. And he just uh, sent me every Tuesday, he sends me sort of a snapshot. And, you know, that snapshot at that point in time during that day on Tuesday, it was people in 28 different countries were listening to the show. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it, I would have never guessed any of this. Uh, someone want to li- listen to my goofy, my goofy <laughs> rantings and my, my, what I think is funny and it's not really funny. Uh, so anyway. That's, I mean, that's, you know, so having, having your podcast and have my, I know that my podcast reaches, I think about 44 countries and, and, and I started, I would never thought that that would even happen, but now on internet radio on top of the podcast, I mean, you're truly a, a now becoming a global brand. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, part of it, that is kind of the goal and not to sound, um, boastful or anything like that, but that's part of the goal. I, I, I follow, um, I don't agree with everything he says and does, but I like a lot of what Grant Cardone talks about. And I went to his growth con back earlier this year. And one of the things that he said that really resonated with me is he said, if you have an expertise, if you have a skill set to where you can help people and you are not doing everything you can to get out there so people know about you so you can help them, you're being selfish. Selfish. I knew you were going to say that. Exactly. And so I, at first I'm like, wait a minute, this yeah. is, that doesn't make, wait a minute, that kind of does make sense. So, yeah. you know, he said, you have to get out of obscurity. If, if people don't know about you and know about your skill set and how you can help them, right. you'll never be able to help them. You could be the best fill in the blank there is in the world, but if no one knows about it, you can't help them. So I've really started. So every, I set goals uh, right after that growth gone on the number of people I want to be able to reach. To, to, to learn more about me. Like, as I mentioned, I do a lot of Facebook lives and things. Mm-hmm. And so that's continued to grow. And so even outside of now this internet radio, before that all started, the reach of the podcast in and of itself before that, and with all the videos I do and everything, I reach between two and three million people every single month, which to a lot of people doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm proud of it because I, I started out, it was not a lot of people. And now 
That means that, that between two and three million people every single month across the globe see mildly mug on a video <laughs> or are listening to you know one of the episodes of the show or I mean in some cases part of the book and, and all the other things that have happened. That's the other thing I should I should mention is, you know, I'll have writers reach out to me now and say, hey, and I've been in Forbes a few times. I've been in Fast Company. I've been in Inc. Magazine. I've been in uh, American Express calls me fairly often to say, hey, we're writing an article about cash flow. Can, you, can we interview you for like 15 minutes to get some quotes to stick into this article? Um, so that's helped you know, gain that reach. And I'll, you know, I'll hear from people. It's, it's hilarious. You know, I, I should do it is, is, is have a map of the world and like put pins in countries that I've heard from people because it's, 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 to me, it's really cool to know that you're reaching those people and helping those people. Yeah, it's pretty incredible with the technology today that the reach is far beyond Central Ohio. The reach is far beyond Ohio or the Midwest. And the ability to quit being selfish. And I didn't hear it from Grant, but somebody referred to him because I knew the name sounded familiar through the National Speakers Association. And I knew exactly where you were going because when he said that, I went, what? I had the same reaction that you did. I went, well, I guess he is right. And, yeah. and if that's truly what we're, we're called to do is to help people, then people have to be able to find us and know us and, 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 and get to know us in so many different, different avenues and different ways. Uh, and, and I mean, and not, not to cut you off, but I'm gonna, I say that I don't mean just from, hey, pay me money so I can help you or buy no, my no. stuff, my book. Or buy my I don't mean that. I mean, right. if you just follow me on social media and watch every one of my videos and never spend a dime, but I help you with that, I'm completely okay with that. I'm completely okay. Um, I, I love knowing that. I love getting emails, people saying, oh my gosh, that was such a great tip. We implemented it and we saved this or it helped this. And I know we don't, we're running out of time here, but I had one owner that I worked with that told me I helped save his marriage. Wow. Because we we turned his business around and wow. he had, had been struggling and working more and more hours. And how do you even fathom that? You know, I mean, the impact of that, I mean, that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. it's, he's it, got three kids. Wow. You know, think of those kids and their lives and how it would have been otherwise. And uh, man, it's just very humbling. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I've been led to this place to be able to do what I absolutely love to do. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And uh, I, I just love it. I just love it. So uh, audience, uh, I, I think you can hear the passion in his voice. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the giveaway that he really does care. And, and I've known Ken now for maybe three or four days, but it's weird. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've known for three or four or five years because we have a lot of the same beliefs and, and the same mindset. And, and I one. Thank you again for being on the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. I'm going to have you back again. Uh, and we're going to talk some more and some more depth and, and some of these things that you're doing because I, I believe that my audience would benefit greatly from hearing more from you. And hopefully that we can get together maybe November, December, face-to-face -face via the, the Zoom and probably spend two hours until they throw us out of a Starbucks or something. Like, would you guys get out of here? I mean, you're not spending enough for the time that you're spending here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so oh, but before we leave, how can people find you out on the interwebs? Uh, you can go out to MrBizSolutions.com. Uh, my online program is Mr. B my online course is MrBizProgram.com. But honestly, guys, just uh, follow me on social media. I, I put out content 
on all the platforms uh, almost every day or at least five days a week. So on Facebook, Mr. Biz Solutions is the business page. Uh, Mr. Biz Solutions on Instagram, if you have that. Mr. Biz Tweets uh, on Twitter. And then, of course, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me, Mr. Biz or Ken Wentworth on on, uh, on LinkedIn. So follow me and, and hopefully what I share is, is helpful. And by the way, if anyone ever has a topic, I tell you this all the time, but there's a topic you'd like me to do a video on. And when I do these videos, I try to keep them between four and six minutes. So they're mm-hmm. fairly brief. Like, um, hit, hit whatever the topic is, you know, quick and hard. Um, but if there's a topic you'd like to cover, you think I can help with, by all means, let me know. I, I take requests, as they say, and uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it out there. <laughs> That's cool. Well, guys, take him up on it. Connect with him. Send him some ideas. Send him some requests. Uh, he, he does a lot of Led Zeppelin at times. And, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I sound just like Robert Plant. Yeah. I sound just like Robert Plant. <laughs> Close your eyes. You'd never know. <laughs> and, and thanks again, Ken. And I look forward to the next time we get a chance to chat. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Peter. I appreciate it. I would like to thank Ken for his time and wisdom that he shared with my audience. And I hope you all took something away that you can apply immediately in your daily life. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you download your podcast episodes from. Also, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Make today your best day. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.